enjoy our different part of the body uh, in this church. And we are a group of blessed people. Amen. You know, I've been singing this whole um, morning about blessing, how I so long, long to bless the Lord. Amen. You know what? This morning, the, the sermon title is Blessed. You know what? Blessing is a fundamental part of our relationship with God and with one another. You know what? Sometimes we hear the word blessed. It sounds very far-fetched. It will sound very undeserving. It's for someone else that's more holy than me. Someone else that's better. But you know what? I, I would like to tell you that uh, we do not control or dictate the power of blessings. But it all, it's all up to God. Amen? And, and let's go back to the very start. You know, from the very start, the first blessing was in Genesis 1.28. The very first blessing over Adam and Eve. The Lord blessed them, right? What was the blessing? Be fruitful and multiply. Okay, let's read. If you don't believe me, let's, there's power in the word of God, right? 128. He said, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. So the very first blessing is to be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful, not do fruitful. Be. That means that it's within Adam and Eve has the capacity to be. Within them to be. And then on the seventh day, the first day, and God created, and every day He created, at the end of the day, He's always saying, it's very good. Nothing God created is not good. Amen? Very good. And on the seventh day, let's read what did God say on the seventh day. And Genesis 2 Three. And God blessed the seventh day. He did not just bless the seventh day and declared it holy. He blessed the seventh day and he declared it. That means proclaim it, right? He sealed it, declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. Okay, Park, very important. I'm laying a foundation here. On the first day, God blessed Adam and Eve. Human, right, that he has created his sons and his son and daughter. You know, he blessed them and called them be fruitful and multiply. And he worked. And on the seventh day, he blessed the seventh day. And he declared it. I read through multiple versions. Still say declared it. Right? He blessed and declared. And he rested from all his work. Now, I would like to take you to 
the whole chapter of Luke 24. You know what? At the start of the chapter, he spoke of uh, the women. A group of women at the start of the morning, they went to the tomb after Jesus was crucified. Right? Early morning, they went to the tomb and they looked, they prepared all the spices and they were the first group of people went to the tomb and they found the stone was rolled away. When he, they went into the tomb, they found that there was no one there. And, and suddenly, they saw two angels and they were terrified. They were so terrified, they, they had their faces on the ground. Right? And the angels told them, why, why are you here looking for the dead? Jesus is alive. And, and these women, they, they were so... Now, let's read this. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there, puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. The word remember is important. Then the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered. Just look. So they rushed back, right? Verse 9, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell the 11 disciples. You know what happened? And, 11, and everyone else, what had happened? It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James. And you know what the Bible said? They told the men, and the group of men thought that it was nonsense. Unbelievable. The story is like nonsense. Okay, but the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So they didn't believe it. However, Peter, he jumped up and he went to check it out. Got, you know, and, and peered into the, 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 the tomb and found that there was no Jesus there. Right? Now, Start from verse 13. This is on the same day. Very often this story uh, is known, the, the road to Emmaus. Now, on the same day, there's two men that was on the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus. The Bible said that this journey was seven miles. Seven miles. At the start of the journey, these two men were just talking to each other intently, in talking about what happened, you know. Oh, how did this happen? You know, how, you know, what happened? 
Jesus promised to, to be our Messiah, we thought that He was. You know, they're on this journey talking intently. The Bible said, if you read the scripture, there were why I know that they were despair, they were disillusioned, they were discouraged, and they, they must be confused, you know, can't piece everything together. You know, this, they were puzzled, that like, like Mary, that the group of women, as they were talking on this journey, we, we know that they were disillusioned and confused and discouraged because the Bible said that sadness was showing through their faces. And you know what? He said that same day, two Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus, seven miles journey. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came, began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? Do you think Jesus doesn't know the answer? He surely knows the answer, right? But he asked them this question. They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. And Jesus asked a question again. What things? Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said, he was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and others, other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. And then you know what? This man, the same story, and he, they repeat, and this, this group of women that I just shared with you, they went to the tomb early in the morning and they didn't find his body. And then they went and told this group of men. And this man did not believe them. And then Peter went and rushed to the tomb and found that the tomb, the same story. They repeated to Jesus. Then, you know what was Jesus' answer? Then Jesus, verse 25, said to them, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the Scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering His glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. 
Jesus himself talked, you know what? He did not discard what had happened, the scriptures, how the scripture, how the prophet prophesied, and it was fulfilled about himself. Now, I would like to park uh, on. By this time, by this time, they are on this journey as they were confused on this seventh mile journey, and Jesus came along, and they did not recognize Jesus. And Jesus asking them question, you know, to identify what were they sad about. And they told Jesus, sometimes in our journey, are you on this journey too of confusion? Are you on this journey of become disillusioned? What is happening in the world? What is going to happen to me tomorrow, with all this pandemic, with all the different things, the uncertainty of tomorrow, what was promised to me doesn't seem like it's going to happen because I, I, I can't put everything together. I am becoming disillusioned. I'm discouraged. I'm uncertain. I'm losing sight. They, they lost sight of Jesus. They, they repeated. They repeated the sorrow. Right? They, they repeated the story, but they did not recognize Jesus that is on this whole journey with them. You know, he, sometimes, you know, by asking a question, it helped people to identify what are they sad about. Sometimes they go on in their emotions, their head, he was asking them to identify what things. And he did not just ask a question. He journeyed with them all the way until Emmaus. At the end of the arrival of their destination. And he pretended like he was going to go. Right? And they have invited Jesus to stay and feast with them at Emmaus. And while they were there, as they sat down to eat, this is very, this last, this next three verses is very important. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread. And blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Now, this is the first breaking of bread after Jesus' resurrection. At the side, before he was res uh, crucified, the Last Supper, right? We all know about the Last Supper. He broke the bread. Let's read First Corinthians 11. Okay, get back to the word. 11.28, the Last Supper, say, For um, this is my body, which is for you, 
Do this in remembrance of me. Right. Okay, it's First uh, Corinthians 11. Let me just read from uh, 24, sorry. And when he had given thanks, Jesus, can you imagine? He is giving thanks to God for his death, for the breaking of his body. He gave thanks. Then when after his resurrection, he blessed this bread. He broke it and he gave it to them. And suddenly, verse 31 in Luke 24, suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. After partaking the bread, their eyes were open. And 32, they said to each other, Didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? There is this passion. There is this participation of the bread that became to give them that revelation. Their eyes were opened. And then, right, there is this passion that came into their heart, burning within their hearts. There is participation, there is revelation, and there is this passion. And this bread that is blessed, Jesus is the bread. We are in Him when we partake of Him, when not only we are in Him, but He is in us. When you partake, it becomes inside you. It's not just following Him and not just walking with Him, but He becomes in us. And He is all around us that is in Him, abiding in this bread that was broken, that we are blessed. That's why apart from Him, we can do nothing. We are blessed. We are been. You know what? Jesus came to break that curse. He broke that curse. We, you know, at the start of um, the sin of man, right? He did not just, He called us blessed. He restored us back to the very beginning. Men and women were called to what? Multiply, right? and fruitfulness and along the journey they have rehearsed the sad story you know remember and then in verse 9 24 and then later you can see that right oh it's very important you know what um i want to read now 33 it says and within the hour they were on their way to jerusalem when we have a revelation you know what along the journey they were rehearsing the sad story but they forgot about the third day have you forgotten what he told you back in galilee right that what the angels told the women have you forgotten have you forgotten what he told you 
back in Galilee? You know, he will have to go through crucifixion and resurrection the third day. And again, the same group, um, the men were, were thinking that the story was nonsense, although they were taught by Jesus himself. How despair and discouragement and disillusionment can silence you, can blind you from recognizing Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive and you are blessed and I am blessed because of what Jesus had done. You know what? On the seventh day, God rested from his creation. He rested. He called it holy. He called it holy. When we rest in the blessed bread, in Jesus who has blessed us and called us blessed, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, cause, He said, be holy for I am holy. He said, be holy, don't do holy. That's why He hated religiosity. It was religiosity that crucified Him. He died for us to free us. Don't go back to religion. Go into relationship in our journey. Even when you do not feel him, you're discouraged. He is on this journey with you from the very first day. From the start, in the beginning, there was the word. That the word was with God. And the, the word was God. Jesus is the bread of life. He has been made flesh to dwell among men. And right now, he disappeared. We are the flesh that he's dwelling in. Right? And we've been blessed. We have to. He took them through the scriptures. It's important that we read from the beginning to the end. In the beginning was God. So Jesus died. They keep rehearsing the crucifixion. Oh, that this. It's a, have you not heard? Have you not heard what happened? Have you not heard a brother's fear? Jesus came to destroy every fear in you and I. It's been crucified at the cross. You are blessed. Turn to the person left and right and tell them, You are blessed. And tell them, I am blessed. I am very blessed because of what Jesus has done. And those who are watching online, tell the people around you. If no one around you, tell yourself, I am blessed. The blessing of the Lord has broke every curse. That's why he rested on the seventh day and he called it holy. He rested from the creation. What he was, he was working every work, every day, every night. Now I tell myself, I bless my rest. I do, you know. I be fruitful and I multiply. And when I have no strength, whatever strength I have, I put it in his hand. What you call broken in the hand of Jesus is blessed. We do no longer live in the world. We live in the world, but we are not of the world. Amen? All right, we live in this kingdom now. There's no separation. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so there is no separation we should train our soul you know very often our minds and our souls are in the way 
because of despair and discouragement, you know, as long as we are in this world, there will be virus. But you know what? Each time when I'm not well, I pause and say, heaven, come and fill me and heal me and multiply whatever is in my hand. I give it to you. This is my finances. You multiply. If you call me to do something, I will obey, but then will be your responsibility to multiply anything, not just finances. Don't limit God to finances. That is, He owns a cattle of a thousand hills. What is finance to Him is our obedience, is us becoming more like Him. Remember that the sacrifice, the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice died on the cross for us so that we can be resurrected. Don't forget the third day. On the third day, He is no longer at the cross. He has been resurrected. So are you. So is whatever you are going through. So is the struggle of your flesh. God has given you the blessing to break every curse. He became the curse for us. Amen? I am blessed. Say one more time. I am blessed. You know, that's right. I am blessed. In the morning, you get up. When you don't feel it, you know what? Line up soul. Line up soul. I am blessed. Look in the mirror because Jesus called me blessed. Jesus suffered this whole journey to restore me back to the very beginning. When I was created, I'm blessed to multiply and to be fruitful. Therefore, everything now, I can rest on the work of Christ. Amen? That's why my Sabbath day, seventh day, seven symbolic of fullness, completion, perfection, at the perfect time, right? Christ came. There was a long period of silence. He could have come anytime. But Jesus took them through the scripture. Right from the beginning of Moses and all the prophets, what the scripture has said. And he was the fulfillment of these prophecies. He rested on the seventh day, and he blessed the seventh day. He declared it. Oh, that's a strong word. That is a firm word. He declared it holy because he has made it holy. You know what? Rest is not, not doing anything. Sometimes people can be sitting on the couch doing nothing and have great unrest in their soul. The rest he restored to mankind, to you and I, is ability to live in heaven. This passage straight. What does heaven look like? Ask yourself the question. If you, you are sad... I need joy. Then I download joy because I already have that passage. I'm already given that blessing. I've been restored. When I am sick, 
there is he, there's no sickness in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. The streets are paved with gold. So I have to line up my emotions, my thinking, my body have to succumb and align to what is in heaven. Even though I don't feel like it sometimes, but I have to train. I have to train. I have to disciple myself. I think we're living in the day that we cannot, as long as we blame, as long as we find excuse, excuse is everywhere else. We can find an excuse not do the things that we know to do. Many of us desire God. We many of us desire godly things. But I, let me take you back to that is a participation with their bread. The bread is the word of God. Whether you, you read the hard copy Bible or you read it, you know, online, you version is not where the platform is the content. Content, the word of God is the bread of life that is a participation with Right, he said, in spirit and in truth. And in that journey, the Holy Spirit begins to quicken that truth. Then, it's the truth will set you and I free. Today, That was um, very evident um, fruit that you see right away in, um, after an encounter, after the revelation from verse 9. The women rushed back to the tomb, uh, rushed back from the tomb, right? After the encounter, they rushed. It wasn't like you can see very evident. They rushed back. And then the two men, within the hour, they turn back to Jerusalem to tell the disciples. There is an evidence, a manifestation, you know, when we have a breakthrough, when we receive a revelation. The fear of God becomes greater than the fear of man. What are the areas that you are fearful of? Fearful of lack? Fearful of what people would think? Fearful of not having enough? Fearful of being misunderstood? Or fearful of being perceived wrongly? What fear? I think one of the greatest fears Fear that men and women suffer is a fear of not being enough. When we don't feel enough, that was the lack that the lie the enemy has sold to Adam and Eve. They went into blame, they went into hiding, they went into overcompensating.
they have to cover themselves. Right? And everything, there's no shame in heaven. There's no blame in heaven. There is no, what, you, what is in heaven? You have to search it out with the word of God. Because we are a group of blessed people. Just want to remind you that we are all on this journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And Jesus is with us. And we are a group of blessed children of God. Everything that you don't understand, He is there to guide. He is there to teach. He's there to help the helper, Holy Spirit. As the worship team lead us a song, we no longer, you know what, the church, the local church is the body of Christ. Uh, body of Christ, that's right. The family of God. God is going to, to use the local church to bring Him glory. A healthy body, Jesus' body, can't have sickness if He is the head. And He is the head of the church. And we are all part of the body of this head. All functioning because He is the captain of this ship. He will dictate the timing of everything. We are not God. We are His children. We follow the leader. And my body now, that's the body of Christ, and us individually now should be mature. The last two years have shaken off a lot of things that we are depending, we were depending on. If you and I are still depending on, no, we will, while we're in, on earth, we will need finances, need rest. We will have to be careful to take care of this temple. We have to care for it. We need to have rest. We need to eat well. We need to exercise so that we can host the presence of God. It's important because we value Holy Spirit that is living in us. But now is that is your responsibility, is my responsibility to cultivate a constant awareness of His presence. We don't lose sight in this journey that we only rehearse the sad story, what will happen and what had happened. But remember, on the third day, you and I have the power you and I are blessed. Let's end today's message again. Leaving this place, declare to yourself every day, people around you every day, you are blessed. I am blessed. Call your name in the mirror, Krista. You are so blessed because of Jesus. Because of Jesus.